0: hey everybody and welcome to the throwing up bricks podcast as always i'm jared he's jake
1: it's impossible to hum while you're plugging your nose
0: really is that i'm I'm about to try that (laughs) just screaming in my head science wow that's interesting yeah science love it um so yeah we're uh we're back um Back at episode five of our podcast here, can you believe that five episodes, one, two, three, four, five, I can count them on one hand, and pretty soon I won't be able to anymore. you don't say I know gasp um, but yeah, so we've got a uh, got a lot of content to cover, not as much as last episode, uh because there's only two days between this episode and last. You're welcome, uh <laughs> but yeah, a lot to talk about anyways um. What do you think about uh as a general course of action here we, we look at the standings maybe give some thoughts that we have at this almost halfway point you know a lot of teams have, have basically played uh, half their games in this bubble um, and then maybe we'll just hone in on a few of the the fresh cuts you know the the top top stack of the games there you know the important ones
1: okay yeah i think it's good cuz a lot of the teams have shaked off the rust and they're kind of playing as a team and they're showing what they're going to be in the playoffs sort of. So I think it's a good point to kind of give a little update.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good time for us to, to do that. Um, all right. So before we dive in uh, as always, I'm going to remind everyone that uh, if you want to reach out, contact us, you can always email us at throwing up bricks, at gmail.com. Again, that is throwing up bricks, JJ at gmail.com. No spaces, no caps, no periods, no ampersands. I don't know why you put an ampersand there, but nothing. Just the pod name with a JJ at the end.
1: We're available as usual on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Tune in, Amazon Alexa, and Spotify?
0: No Spotify. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm working on it, though. But guess what? I will make you a promise. We will have it by next episode.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Put that, lock it in. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, uh, I guess without further ado, let's, let's get into this. <laughs> you let me wait for that one. Uh, let's hit it. All right. Um, so maybe let's just take a look at the standings here and we'll, we'll give our general thoughts. What do you feel about that?
1: Okay. Start with the um, uh, West.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's start with the West. So in the west, uh quick recap, Lakers are still in the one seed and the game before this game, uh uh we clinched the number one seed. So mm-hmm. even if the Lakers lost out from here, they would still be the one seed in the west. Which is looking um,
1: like a possibility.
0: <laughs> very much looking like a possibility. I think uh, I think they're leaning into it for some reason, so. I think we'll if both of that.
1: us signed with the Lakers, we could hit more threes than the whole team combined.
0: Yeah, we could probably hit more with our, you know, being blindfolded maybe, throwing it behind our heads from half court. It's Uh, awful. It's really bad. So still second in the West right now, for now, the Clippers at 46 and 22. They are five games back of the Lakers, so obviously mathematically can no longer catch them. And um, the Nuggets are right behind them at 45 and 24, so one and a half games behind. I think that half game might matter. I don't remember how many games the nuggets have played in the bubble so far um
1: but i uh, I
0: know that it's four okay and so the same as the clips then okay so that uh that will end up mattering that half game difference because if you recall when we went into this adam silver told everybody that we'd be going by win percentage not Mm -hmm. wins right Mm -hmm. so if there is two teams that technically have the same you know uh win loss record or you know whatever at the end of the day number wins it's by uh, percentage, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, Just remember that. Um, So the Nuggets are right there behind the Clippers, and they'll have to basically win two more games to overtake them than the Clippers the rest of the way. Um, So it looks like the Clips are probably going to lock up that two spot. Not only because of that, but they look pretty good, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yep. And then this is really interesting. This next round, you got Rockets in the four spot, tied with the Jazz, both eight games behind. And then the Thunder are just a half game behind those two. So, not only is the race for the eighth seed getting crazy, this uh, seeding between who's going to be in what bracket, uh, this is this is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, that four, five, six is like all in a shuffle right now. Um, the Mavs were in that race for a bit, but they've lost too many now in the bubble, and so yeah. I think they're. It's safe to say they're out of that. But mm-hmm. yeah, four, five, and six could shuffle any which way because all three of those teams are are well the best of the teams the Rockets and the Jazz I won't say the Jazz are the best because I feel like they're going to keep following but those two are are, uh, one and a half games back of the Nuggets so that's overcomable but it's the same difference as between the Nuggets and the Clippers so I I think we'll see more shuffling between Rockets Jazz and Thunder than anything you're right
1: I think it's probably going to end up Rockets and Thunder in the four and five spot I don't think the Rockets will be able to catch the Nuggets, but hey, that would work for us Laker fans because I don't want to see the Rockets in the second round. That's for darn sure.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I would like to see a Rockets Clippers second round matchup. I think that'd be really fun. That would be Um, fun, actually. Um, I'd like to see the small ball teams, essentially, because I know the Clippers have Zubots, but other than him, they're basically a small ball team, right? Um, Yeah,
1: Trez couldn't. Can guard, you know, some wings if he has to.
0: Yeah, and Trez is only like six eight or something like that, right? So, yeah, they're the pocket rockets without, without uh, the pockets. I guess <laughs> nobody has any pockets in basketball shorts, but <laughs> yeah. So behind all those teams are the Mavs and seventh. We mentioned them, and they are so far up on the Grizzlies, they're basically in no man's land here. Where yep. it's it'd be really hard for them to catch the Thunder, Jazz, Rockets grouping, and it's impossible for them to fall behind the whatever ends up in the eight seed uh-huh. um but that eight seed race man it is coming together
1: nice this is insane it's so much fun to watch
0: it is insane and i mean we talked about it many times we made our predictions and i'm gonna stick to the thought that the grizzlies might go 0 and eight i mean they don't have an easy schedule from here on out yeah. and they dropped one from the jazz now uh-huh. so that was the that was the one that they could have Grabbed on the schedule here. Yeah, that was the easiest one by far. It was. Um, And now they are only half a game up on the Blazers. One half of one game. Oh, my God. And I'm scared because the Blazers, I mean, I said it, what, a week and a half ago? And I'll say it again. They look scary. They look Um,
1: fantastic, especially Dane Miller. He might be the best point guard in the NBA right now. He's playing like it.
0: He's playing like it. Um I mean I guess it depends on where you classify James Harden right but He's a 2. Yeah. Okay, well if Harden's a 2 then I think he's got the title right now cuz Steph ain't in the game. Amen. Um and let's shout out the Suns man. The perfect Suns, 4 and 0.
1: The first time in Devin yep. Booker's career he's won 4 straight games.
0: Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so earlier today, the Suns took down the Pacers, 114-99, in a battle between previously undefeated teams. Um, so now one. the Pacers are 3-1 and one in the bubble, and the Suns are 4-0. and oh, the Perfect Suns.
1: So coming into the bubble, I'm pretty sure everybody had the Suns basically out of it. They were like, why'd they even come? It's going to be between the Pelicans, Grizzlies, and Blazers. And now, all of a sudden, the Suns have a chance to possibly overtake the Grizzlies and kick them out of the seeding games in in, in totality. I mean, Vegas must be going crazy for anybody who bet on the Suns.
0: <laughs> it really must be. Yeah, I can imagine if you put like a a really early bet on the Suns. I mean, you get really good odds, I'm sure. And now, if you have that ticket in hand, oh, you are feeling good. It's um, it's
1: just it's so unusual to see a team that struggled pretty much the whole regular season to come in looking more of a team than somebody like the Lakers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very odd. Um, because I mean, there was talk where we wouldn't even include the Suns in this bubble, right? I mean, they were one of the teams that were possibly on the cutoff and a Mm -hmm. lot of people think, you know, if they had gone the route, they should have gone. Um, they would have only taken the teams that had already been in playoff position basically. Mm -hmm. Um, and guess where we would have been if that happened, man. I mean, the Grizz would be a lock, whereas now they look like they might not even be the eighth or ninth seed at the end of these seeding games. Um They would have been in the playoffs, and they'd be getting a playoff first round. Um So my how the tables have turned. How the turn tables have turned.
1: <laughs> As Michael Scott would say. But hey, props yeah. to Adam Silver. <laughs> Maybe he wanted the Pelicans in that eighth seed, which is why he did this in the first place, but... It's turning out to work out pretty entertainingly. It's, it's, it's going to be fun to watch down the stretch here.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine? They did this to get Zion in the eighth seed, and they end up with, like, the Suns. <laughs> um, hey, the Suns look fun to watch. Oh. I'd rather watch
1: them than a team that won't play their best player for more than 10 minutes a game.
0: That's true. I mean, the Pels lost another one. We could talk about that. Um,
1: Lonzo Ball!
0: Lonzo Ball. Yeah, they dropped... A game where nobody played any defense, apparently. They one forty to 125. The Kings defeated them. So
1: I thought they were playing in LA Fitness. That's <laughs> yeah, what it looked
0: like. Yeah. Or maybe they just lost the clock halfway through and they accidentally played like 50 minutes or something. 55 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's an interesting race down there at the bottom of the West, for sure. Um, you want to move to the East? Yeah, let's hop over there. Let's hop over there. So looking at the East now, the Bucks are in a similar position to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they've technically clinched the top seed there. Um, yeah, they have. They have? Okay. Yeah, okay. I believe so. Yeah, so I think they've... Okay, so they've clinched the number one spot as well. Um, so they're locked in there. Although they are only five games up on the Raptors. So I think they had to play hard tonight in order to get that. And they did get the W. Um, they beat the Heat tonight. The The depleted Heat, we should yeah. mention. Um yeah. Without Jimmy and without Dragic. The lukewarm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But they did win 130 to 116. Um, and Giannis did Giannis things. And Chris Middleton, we should mention him. I'll just mention him now so we don't have to go back. But he was a stud in this game, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, at one point, he was like 9 of 11 from the field. It was insane. It was something crazy. Um, and he ended up with a great stat line. I mean, 33 points, 8 assists, 6 boards, a plus 30 on the game nine of 14 from the field five of six from three ten for ten from the free throw line i mean the dude i'd like to see us actually i should probably look up his stats and maybe you want to talk about what you think uh while i look up his stats because i think he's dang close to a 50 40 90 season now
1: yeah i think you're right i think he needed just a little more on the field goal percentage to get up there but check he might have passed it by now uh but like we said in the beginning i think he's the x factor for them um how they kind of play is they have one you know super bright mega star and then they have a bunch of solid guys that know their role around him. But when Middleton can do this, have a night like this, where he can play like a 1B, like a second star, uh, I don't know if you can beat them in a seven-game series if he can consistently put that together.
0: Yeah, yeah. If he's going to play like that second star, you're right. It's going to be hard because that was always the knock. And if that's not the knock, how do you knock him? <laughs> um, I did see some troubling things in that game. I mean, Miami were down two of their best players. Um, and they were in it all the way until this run in the fourth quarter when the bucks yeah. went like a 20 run. Yep. Um, but yeah, they were in it. So Middleton's not quite there, by the way, I looked it up. He's at 49.4% from the field. So
1: it's possible if he keeps going on a tear,
0: it is possible. I think he only at, at that rate, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on this, but I think if the next three games, he averages something like 60% from the field, which I mean, he's been well over that for the last two games. Um, then I think he'd get there. So
1: so look out for Yeah, because he's already there
0: free throw and three point. Go ahead.
1: My Raptors, uh, who I've picked to come out of the East, as you well know, are Mm -hmm. doing pretty well still. I believe they only lost one game in the bubble so far. Um, They put together a pretty solid win last time out. Uh, Nobody went off like the past few games where Kyle Lowry or or, um, Flam Fleet has kind of done all the scoring, but... That's what's so dangerous about them. They just put together a team effort. A couple guys put up 20, and they're the best defensive team in the league. And it looks like they're locked into that two seed at, at five games behind the Bucs, but almost five games ahead of the Celtics, four and a half.
0: Yeah, um, I'm with you there. It's It feels weird to say because we kind of said this about the Bucs all season long, but now that we're here in the bubble, it feels to me like the Raptors are the most complete team mm-hmm. here, yep. right? You know, From top to bottom, they just have the most – the roster with the least holes in it. Right. Yeah. Um, Which is strange because, you know, for, for most of the season, that was the bucks, right. They were the yeah. team that was so deep and had such an amazing rating, even when Giannis was off the floor. Um, But yeah, they, their bit players have not shown up the bucks. Um, and so it, it looks like the Raptors to me and I'm, I'm <laughs> with every passing day. You're convincing me, man. You're convincing me. They might come out of this. The Raps might go back to back here. It's they're looking scary. Um, so with the Celtics, Celtics here
1: matchup. at the third seed and nine and a half games mm-hmm. back, um, I don't know about you, but I think they're probably going to stay there. I think because the heat are a uh, two and a half games behind, but then there's another little cluster here of the heat at four pacers at five, sixers at six, all within a game and a half of each other.
0: Yep. Yeah. I, I think you're right. One, two, and three seeds in the East are pretty much locked in place. They're in no man's land in each of their respective places. Um, so where do you think these four, these three teams, Heat, Pacers, Sixers, are going to end up? I, I am of the opinion that um, although the Pacers started out hot, um, if TJ Warren cools off, they don't have a lot of firepower, actually, behind him yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Brogdon's back, so that's good for them. But I kind of think if the 76ers can put anything together, then they'll end up passing the Pacers. Um, I agree. Yeah, especially because the
1: Heat are going to get their guys back, and I think they'll be able to hold everybody off.
0: Yeah, I believe in the Heat as well. I think as soon as Jimmy's back and Dragic back, they look really good, even without those two guys. I mean, they put a heck of a fight up against the Bucks today. So um, I think they'll probably stay in that four spot and go. If anything, they'll drop no lower than five. I don't think both the Pacers and Sixers can outplay mm-hmm. them to the stretch here.
1: Yeah. I mean, as NBA fans, I think we're going to be lucky anyway. The shakes out uh, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, Sixers, any of those series, you know, mismatch put together is going to be a good one which you can't really say for the Bucks-Raptors series, who are either going to get the massively depleted Nets or the pretty average Magic.
0: Yep. Yeah, so it's looking like a cakewalk for 1-2 <laughs> and two seed. And um, should we talk about how disappointing it is for the Magic? I mean, they've not been yeah. great in the bubble, especially once Isaac went down. And now the Nets, the Nets who have nobody, have passed them in the standings.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty hard to watch. I mean... I didn't think either of these teams were really playoff worthy teams anyways, just because the East is so, uh, least, but I don't know. I just think both of them should just pack it in. Maybe give your young guys minutes. Cause whatever happens, you're going to get swept out of the first round.
0: Yeah. uh, I'm with you there. I think it's a, (laughs) it's a cakewalk for the bucks and the Raptors most likely. Um, yeah, I don't know why the magic always have enough talent. You think to to put up some sort of a fight, and then I don't know. There's something wrong in Orlando. Uh, While well, there's every team in Orlando, that was a that was a weird way to say it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was a good rundown. Um, oh, we didn't talk about the Zards. Oh my yeah. God! I'm looking at the standings. Somehow the Wizards while in the bubble, have, have lost enough horse. games to fall below the hordes who aren't in the
1: bubble. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, oh we all God. expected this. They just were invited because they needed the numbers. They don't have any of the <laughs> players. It's it's hard.
0: It's hard, yeah. Yeah, they're depleted, so there's reasons for it. It's just funny. They got into the bubble and they got worse than the,
1: <laughs> the seating they went in with.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I wonder how that will affect lottery balls. Um, yeah. Let's go see
1: speaking of that i really it's a tough position to be in with the nets and magic i mean you're you're not getting a lottery pick because you're in the playoffs but you're not good enough to really compete or make a run it's it's a crappy place to be
0: yeah you're basically a token playoff team at that point so it it is a crappy place all right well that was a good rundown of the standings um where we think every team's going to end up. Uh, have your predictions from the beginning of the bubble changed at all in terms of who you think is going to come out of each conference?
1: Um, I mean, I don't think I explicitly said it, did I, that the Lakers were going to come out of the West?
0: No, you, you predicted a Western Conference matchup between okay. LA teams. That's what you predicted. And then you well, predicted the Raps to come out of the East, though.
1: Yeah, I think the Clippers are going to come out of the West. Um, I just... I don't know. I know the Lakers aren't going to be the same team uh, once they get LeBron healthy. And once they get in the playoffs, LeBron turns a different switch. And hopefully their threes fall. But they just don't look good enough. They don't have enough talent around AD and LeBron, which is weird because it looked like they did in the regular season. uh, But just watching these games, it's tough to see a team as deep as the Clippers losing to the Lakers.
0: Yeah. It's unfortunate, um, but it looks like in the bubble, at least so far, as AD goes, the Laker goes. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, it's a good point.
0: I mean, when he's been balling, we win games, and he's not, we don't. Yeah, um, it, it's been as simple as that. Do you think we're at the point where we can say? I mean, I hesitate to say this because it is only what four games uh, in the long run, so. We we shouldn't make giant conclusions, but at this point it looks like A D is actually the best player on the Lakers.
1: Um yeah, you can make that argument. I still think it's LeBron, uh, just because he's kind of taken a back seat on purpose to A D. He's egging A D on, giving him the ball more, and he's not looking for his shot as often. Uh but you could definitely make that argument, especially on the defensive end of the floor. He's he's a better two way player than LeBron, no doubt.
0: Yeah. All right, well, do you want to do a deep dive on some of these games, these huge games that we've had the last couple days?
1: Yeah, uh, if I could suggest two that I think uh, had really huge playoff implications and were entertaining as well. Go for it. All right, so I think the Clippers-Mavericks game was the first one we should go into just because it's the presumptive matchup in the first round between these two teams. Uh, It is. And it was a closer, more exciting game than the score lets on. The Clippers pulled away at the end there. Uh, But this was a fun one.
0: It was a fun one. Yeah, um, it was very close, like you said, early on. And the the clips just kind of pulled away in the second half. Um, they were just too much. They were too much. Um, I did notice early on some interesting things, how Boban was actually giving them some trouble early on. Um, I think they <laughs> solved that problem later on. And was weird, but he didn't play more than six minutes. He played six minutes in the game. So I guess I saw every minute of Boban right at the beginning. I didn't realize he, that. Wow, he's, that's weird.
1: He's like that whenever he's on the floor. It's like he's more, he's different than any other player in the NBA. He's an anomaly just because of his size and his immobility, but yet his touch around the basket. Whenever he's in the game, you can't help but only notice him. Uh, but unfortunately, That's so true. yeah, he's not mobile enough to stay on the court for a long period of time.
0: That's very true. Um, yeah, he's unlike anyone. His size just makes him in a different stratosphere, right? Um, even among these giants in the nba and uh but i i thought it was so interesting at the beginning of this game he was giving Kawhi leonard fits uh, mm-hmm. because he doesn't have to leave the ground to guard somebody <laughs> inside yeah. so all these pump fakes and stuff that people you know usually go for they get guys in the air but one doesn't have to jump so they can't get him in the air so it's really hard to get him out of position enough to foul them mm-hmm. um so he stuffed Kawhi and he even came out and guarded Kawhi in, in in not all the way to the three point line but Kawhi was in the mid-range kind of dancing around on a few plays there early and Boban stuck to him man and forced him into a really tough shot so I I weirdly liked him in those early minutes I'm a little angry he didn't uh keep playing uh, He's
1: a he's a fun thing to watch cuz he obviously you know you can't play him 20 plus minutes a game but he is that secret weapon almost that you can just throw in there uh for a few possessions or so that kind of throws off the other team and it makes a big distracting i don't know he's just a very strange player uh and he makes the game more fun to watch i know i love him i'm getting a bobon jersey
0: yeah yeah i'm with you there that'd be a great jersey to have uh um So some notes on this game, the Clippers out-rebounded the Mavs 45-37. to I Mm -hmm. didn't think that would happen. Um, I thought Mavs basically had at least equivalent size, if not more size, right? Um, With Wazzingis and Kleba and all those, Boban, right? Um, But yeah, apparently they got out-rebounded, outworked, I guess. Um, Basically single-handedly
1: by former Laker Ivaka Zubac, who had possibly the greatest game of his career. 10-for-10 from the field with 15 boards, 21 points. He was a beast. He was a menace.
0: Zoop was awesome, man. I'm so bummed we got rid of him, but man, I'm glad that he's getting this playing time because he deserves it, man. He's got such nice, soft hands, man. Mm -hmm. They trust him around the rim. Like they'll throw these really hard passes in the lane, and they trust him to just have the, you know, the the wherewithal and the great soft hands to catch that ball and guide it towards the rim and just put it nice and feathery, nice and Mm -hmm. soft up there.
1: In an an era where a traditional big man like him is pretty much extinct especially in the playoffs. Um, It's good to know that they can start him, play him 20 minutes or so, and he's going to finish, he's going to rebound, and he's going to defend the rim, which is all you need him to do.
0: Yep, yep. Um, And early on in this game, I noticed that Luca kind of started pretty slow. Um, He did heat up a bit in the second quarter and in the third as well, Um, but apparently it didn't matter because, uh, yeah, the Clips just took off in the second half there. Um, But when he and... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah,
1: Luca is a strange player. He's the reincarnation of Larry Bird, I believe. That's what it feels like when I watch him. <laughs> and he's LeBron-esque, where no matter what, he's going to put up stats. No matter what the outcome of the game or how he plays, really, he's going to have a, a you know stuff stat sheet. Uh, he does
0: but, have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So really, the way the Mavericks are able to actually come out and win is if somebody like Porzingis puts up a big game. Uh, but in this case, it just wasn't enough. I don't know. Um, their lack of defense is just hard. It's gonna, I think they're going to get exposed in the playoffs, too, because as good as their offense is, as efficient as it is historically, they can't guard a paperback.
0: Yeah, they cannot. Um, and so when that historically good offense is, it's a little bit like the Rockets conundrum, although the Rockets have solved that, I guess, by playing D in the last five minutes of every game. Um, (laughs) but, but yeah, it's a little bit of that conundrum where they, you know, if their historically good offense is just not firing on all cylinders, then it's going to be tough for them to beat anybody. Um, and yeah, Zingas has been pouring it on man in the bubble here. I think he's been averaging 30 a game so far. Um. But I guess, like you said, just not enough—not enough offense to combat the, you know, a team in the Clippers who was proficient on both ends.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it yeah. was—it was a lot of missed assignments and easy layups, uh, which kind of adds up to you know an extra easy ten points that the Clippers got, and and uh, a game that's decided usually by five or so points in these bubble games that's happening when they come down to the wire. You just can't give up easy layups like that, and I just—I just. I just it's hard for me to see them winning more than one game against the Clippers in this playoff series. It's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, you're right. It looks uh looks like bad omens for the Mavs. Um and even more so because the Clippers were missing Montrez, right? They didn't even have Trez in this game yet. Yeah. Uh he hasn't been back yet. Um they do have Lou, right? Lou Will is back and doing his Lou Will things, but no Trez. And so they're playing the likes of Pat Pat, Patrick Patterson and uh and Mr. Green, the all team, Jeff Green. Um for big minutes and uh i mean they're doing good to their credit but you know the less minutes you can play those guys and the more minutes you can play trez the better probably for that clippers team
1: this isn't new to them they've played the whole year without their full team they've only had what 10 11 games where they've got everybody suited up so i don't that's what's so terrifying about them they just they're so deep and so proficient in every area of the game it's they're pretty much injury prone if the injuries don't happen to Kwai or paul george
0: Yep. Yep. And I guess the only way you're going to beat them is if you have enough star power to combat it and your stars just have like outstanding series, you know, they just Mm -hmm. play out of their minds. Um, So, as Lakers fans, I guess that's what we got to cross our fingers and hope for (laughs) and pray. Yep. Cross our fingers and pray.
1: Do you want to move on to the other good game I think happened?
0: Yeah. Which game is that?
1: Uh, Well, a pretty important game, and I think in the long run here is the Blazers Nuggets game. Um, oh yeah, it was an entertaining one. Uh, a bit, mostly just because Dame Lillard is on a different level right now.
0: It is Dame time all the time in the bubble. <laughs> he's um he started out a little slow, right? So his first few games in Orlando, uh, he was in a bit of a cold stretch, I guess you'd say. You know, he's still putting up his stats, but not super efficiently. And if, um, if he was struggling from some sort of slump, I think it's very safe to say that is over after tonight. 11 of 18 from three-point range.
1: He's pulling up from Steph range, and he's done that. Uh, he's always been a real deep shooter, uh, but he's doing it consistently and with confidence now. It's almost like he's daring defenders to have to pick him up at half court.
0: It really is. It's scary. He's running a playoff form in just the right amount of time um and you know they're guys like nurk uh nurk is looked really good also the last couple of games fantastic um, in the middle there and that's what they were missing so in concert with dame just cooking up and cj always giving you some contributions um and then my boy gary trent jr off the bench another Stick amazing game guys shooting flames from three seven of ten in this one seven jeez. wow unreal yeah hey, between him and dame they had 18 threes jeez
1: And with the return of Nurkic and with the consistent play of Whiteside, they're not as bad defensively as they looked at times in the regular season. They're no clippers by any means, but uh, they put up so many points that you really have to outscore them to win. You really have to focus solely on putting up threes and getting easy buckets or else they're going to run you out of the building.
0: You really do, and I, th- I guess we buried the lead a little bit because the the Blazers did end up winning this one, one twenty five to one fifteen against the Nuggets. They they kind of consistently did it, right? You know, they mm-hmm. they just kept kind of pouring on leads in the second quarter. They had a real big advantage, and then they, you know, the third quarter they let up a little bit, but they hung on to it, and then they just kind of played it out in the fourth. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they looked really good, and and the Nuggets. I think you were talking about this before the pod. They don't look quite at full strength, although I have I have a slightly different opinion, but if you want to, you know, say what you got to say about the Dugs before I try and save their butts.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, they just look a little rusty, I guess. Obviously, not having their second best player in Jamal Murray has been hard, uh, but on the bright side, like I said at the beginning, Michael Porter Jr., the X Factor, he's really turning into a star before our eyes it looks like. He's healthy, and he's doing the things that people thought he was going to do coming out of high school, so That's a really encouraging sign, but it's hard to be the best version of your team when you're without your point guard, Um, especially in today the modern NBA where the offense usually runs through them, if not Joker, and they're still missing um, Will Barton as well, who's one of their starting players. So, I guess you can't judge them completely by what their roster looks like now, but they just don't excite me. They just don't. I look at them and I watch their games, and I don't see them taking a team past the first round
0: yeah i mean you called it from the beginning man you called that mpj would be uh be huge in this bubble and uh he is he's shown off like gangbusters he's got such a smooth game man it, he okay. is fun to watch but you're right they just can't seem to put it all together and and Jokic had a bad game yeah he had one of those games where he kind of just disappears and he's not very aggressive and that that probably was a big contributing factor in why they lost um when he's aggressive um, and scores more than eight points on eight shots, they're going to have a much better chance at winning a game, right? Especially when you're missing, like you said, that three guard rotation, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, like you said, I'm going to reiterate it. It's hard to win this league without your point guard, and they have been missing theirs for the entirety of this. So they'll probably be a different team when he comes back. You know, Murray, for as much flack as he gets, um, when he's on, he can be one of the best players in the NBA um yeah the dude is true. he's a bit of an irrational confidence kind of player you know where he he's in there uh with not a not so canadian swagger even though he's a canadian boy he's got you know more of an american verve to him you know yeah he, does. <laughs> where he's, he's, he's he thinks he's all that player. yeah yeah he's a bit, a bit of a street player you know he thinks he's all that and he's going to show you he's, he's all that um and so when he's hot and he's on fire uh it's a big boon for them and they're kind of missing that that spark they tend to
1: feed off of his energy. I mean, Joker obviously is their best player and their leader on the floor, I would say. But it seems like when Jamal gets going, he inspires the other. He gives that confidence, like that swagger you're talking about, and they start hitting their shots. Not that they weren't hitting their shots today. This was a phenomenal game. Both teams shot uh, at least 50% from three. Uh, they were tearing yeah, it insane. up. It was, yeah, it was a good one.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right, because Jokic doesn't really exude that that sort of aura that you want in your emotional leader for your team, right? He's not the fiery dream on green type. He's kind of just, he has these lulls. You know, he has these kind of like slacking off. I don't even know if it's slacking off or if he's just kind of moody almost, right? Where he just, uh, he's, you know, slinks in and out of uh, the lineup and he's just not always present. Um, and so you need a guy like Murray to, like you said, to be that fire, you know, just be that. Let's go get him. Let's set the tone. Um, so when he comes back, I think we'll get a better look at who they actually are. Although, you know, it's been quite a while. they. So I hope he comes back healthy because uh, they need him. They yeah. need him.
1: I guess this game was less about the Nuggets and more about the Blazers. I think it just shows how locked in they are, and they're not messing around. They believe that they're going to get that 8-seed, and they're going to upset the Lakers. They have no doubt that that's what's going to happen.
0: They have no doubt, and um, I'm a little worried. <laughs> I'll be honest. The, you know, if you look to, if you graft our trajectories right now, when the Blazers are going up, the Lakers are going down in step, um, and that's not a good feeling. You know, as a, as a Laker fan, at least I'm sure all the Blazers fans out there are loving this.
1: <laughs> and the playoffs is a lot about momentum. I know it's going to be different because this came after a hiatus, and it's you know uncharted territory. Uh, but generally, the teams that are hot at the end of the season tend to carry it into the playoffs. And when you're shooting as many threes as the Blazers are and as little threes as the Lakers are, it could be a recipe for disaster.
0: It really could be. It might it might end up like the series might tilt on whether the Blazers are on fire, like you said, for four games. You mm-hmm. know, That's really all they need is four games. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the Lakers can weather the storm and maybe get four games where the blazers aren't so hot and you know our uh, our post game basically takes over. you know our big man ad just uh, puts up a 40 spot maybe in all you know three games and, uh, and that's enough to carry us. We'll, we'll see.
1: Yeah, we'll see. And for people um, that are making fun of Chuck for saying that they're gonna upset the Lakers, you also have to remember that there's no home court advantage in this bubble. It's you're playing all seven games on a neutral site which is a huge deal for a team that plays well at home like the Lakers.
0: Very good point. you know. And you would do well uh, to remember, skeptics of Chuck, uh, that the Portland kind of matches up pretty well with us now. Mm-hmm. They have two all-star guards that we have nobody to put on them. Like I said in last pod, Danny Green has looked horrible, and mm. he's nominally our best perimeter defender. So if he's not looking good, and he can't stick with people who are slower than Dame, um, I'm scared to see what happens when Damon, CJ are taking turns going at him every single possession. And i um, you know, conversely, um, now that they have Nurkic and Collins and Whiteside, this yep. three big rotation, they have they the guys size. to rotate on AD. Uh-huh. So the only thing they don't have is a guy to guard Mr. LeBron James. So if he shows up like he always does in the playoffs, we may have nothing to worry about. This may be a moot point, but the recipe is there. The recipe mm-hmm. for disaster. Um, and I really hope they just don't follow it. <laughs>
1: All right. That was pretty good. I think we were be able to get through most of the seating intricacies and have fun with a couple of the good high-scoring games we had today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. It's good doing a deep dive. You know, we're trying to mix it up here on the pod. You know, if anyone's listening and you want to give us some feedback, what you like, what you don't like, uh, we're trying to mix it up. You know, sometimes we go broad. Sometimes we hone in like this on specific games. Uh, yeah, just letting us know what you like. Because um, we like it all. We like basketball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, do you want to do a quick recap of the pick them that we did the other time?
1: I guess so. I mean,
0: I guess so. Yeah. I mean, you're fine, right? No, nothing went wrong with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, we picked if I'm not mistaken, we picked the, um, the Spurs Denver nuggets game uh, yep. as a straight up pick right? We yep. went, we went Spurs nuggets. Um, lo and behold, the nuggets pulled it out. Yeah, uh, they beat the Spurs by six, 132 to 126. Another high-scoring game, man. Buckets are falling. I don't know who thought that uh, it'd be hard to shoot in this, you know, weird environment with no fans. You know, death perception, but it is rain and fire in, in the bubble down in Orlando. Um, but yeah, the Nuggets pulled it out, 132 to 126. So I take an L on that one. Jake is 1 and 0. I am 0 and 1. Um, do you want to pick one from uh, the next schedule? Maybe I can get back on the horse here.
1: I think we've got a perfect opportunity because we got a pretty even game. How about
0: Celtics Raptors? Celtics Raptors, great pick, Jake. Great pick. That's exactly what I was circling on the calendar too. Um, I think that's probably pretty much a pick em as well. Um, do you have an uh, an early opinion? Oh no, I know what you're going to do. You're going to go Raptors. Come on, you're I, the Raptors. Obviously,
1: man. Um, I, so it's a nationally televised game. I think it's a statement game. Uh, you know, a possible second round matchup in the playoffs. I think the Raptors are going to come out and shut down the Celtics. I think they're going to win by at least seven points.
0: At least seven. Wow! I'll
1: give you a spread.
0: Well, the spread on Oddshark Shark is a uh, is the Raptors at minus three. That's, the, not, that's the all right. Nine.
1: We'll go with the Vegas odds. Let's do that.
0: So you want to you want to go with that? You're going with Toronto is going to beat the spread. Yep. All right. So you're giving you spotting me three, and you know what? I will take Boston. Just to make it interesting i think it's kind of boring if i took the raptors although on the record i do think the raptors probably pull this one out too they just look better but who knows maybe jay tatum will uh he'll show up big he'll, he'll try and make my prediction right he'll go for 60. try and get that average up to 35 like i predicted <laughs> um you're just hoping for that this is the one and only time i'll be rooting for the celtics so amen <laughs> Uh. All right, well, that was a good one. Um, we'll end it here. Uh, a little bit uh, short of 40. Um, any last words of wisdom? Get a boo. Get a boo. Short, sweet, to the point. Thanks for listening to us, everyone. And for Jake and I, I'm signing out. Peace.